I am Danika. And I am Myra. And this is the Black Women Healing Podcast. A space to discuss mental wellness. A space to dive into soul care and vulnerability. Here, we will support you on your journey as you focus on your healing. While also giving you the work along the way. Welcome to Black Women Healing Podcast. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Black Women Healing Pod. And you all know we like to start off with a random topic. So going off the top of the doom, um, this is interesting. <laughs> okay, I'm just thinking about this. What, what's the earliest memory that you remember as a kid? Like the first one that you can really remember. And I say this because I feel like a lot of times we only know a memory because of what our family member or like somebody told you, but you really don't remember it. You just kind of know it because it's what they said. But when you really think about it, like a memory, your first memory that you know happened that nobody had to tell you about. I'll go first. (laughs) Um, I'm thinking about um, a time where I was swinging on a swing in a park and I know it sounds strange, but I think I had to be probably like, probably like four, four or five. And it was just me and my cousins outside. And I remember us just swinging and talking outside like little kids. And so that's when I, when I think of that immediately, that's what I think about what is coming up for y'all when it's coming to this first memory. Oh, I'm still thinking, Myra, you have to go ahead before me <laughs> oh gosh okay um I would say mine would be when my training wheels had first gotten taken off my bike and I was rolling down the street and I like hit a little dip and I fell off the bike and then I was bleeding really bad and I just remember um telling my uh yelling out for my dad to come get me and then I remember him <laughs> trying to carry the bike and me back into the house and me being like you got to take me to the hospital. And then he really did take me to the hospital. It was a whole big thing, but I would say that's like my earliest memory. <laughs> you told me. Uh, I'm kind of stuck hospital. still, sadly enough, like due to medical. <laughs> so I don't know. I feel like a lot of my memory has been wiped away, sadly due to like medical reasons and stuff like that. But I would say my first big memory would be like the parties that my mom and dad used to throw for me, like in the front yard and like the whole street and their kids would be there. And we had jumpers and food and clowns and all of that type of stuff. Um, So just good memories and, you know, having people celebrating me. yeah, I would choose that one. <laughs> nice. Um, I want to ask like a double question. Well, a question after. What is your earliest, if you could go back, like the the first movie where you're like, I really, really like this, if you can recall. What was something like from your childhood? I remember I really loved Princess Diaries. Oh, yes. That was like one of my- Me too. Favorite. <laughs> I think I watched that over and over right I wonder where we can find that at I feel like it comes okay. over so I'm gonna go ahead and transition into our bio about our guest oh, I think Donnie is having wi-fi issues 
I know. Am I coming back? I heard her voice and then I don't know what happened. Oh, we can hear you. Yes. It's lagging, but go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. One, two, three. So as you all can tell, we have a special guest today and we're going to be talking about mentorship. So our guest is Destiny, and Destiny is currently working towards her master's degree in marriage and family therapy with a plan to utilize her degree to support women of color and their families as they learn how to take back the power over their lives. She has a desire to create many relatable and safe spaces for young women to learn healthy ways to heal from emotional and or physical trauma and other diverse hardships. Destiny has a background in working with mentorship programs, both as a mentee and mentor. So Destiny, before we jump in, we want to ask why you feel mentorship is important and share about your experiences with mentorship. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you for that great introduction. Um, I would say mentorship has been important to me just because of the genuine guidance that it's provided me. Um, I remember being in high school and just having no direction on what to do next, what just what my next steps would look like. And it took somebody to tap me on the shoulder and be like, hey, you know, do you wanna join this, you know, this situation and learn about college, learn about, you know, some options and all that. Um, so, you know, it was very important for that guidance um, to have, you know, a safe space to really have those open discussions about like raw experiences that I was going through at the time. Um, it helped me find peace and knowing like I wasn't the only one during my high school experience in middle school who was, you know, dealing with a lot of stuff. Um, and honestly, just friendship, like friendship and connection was a big one as well. Like I've never been a one to have like many close friends. But the people that I've, you know, built connections with through mentorship, those have become my friends and long-term friends so that I've never really had. So definitely guidance, um, the spaces to have, you know, discussion about raw experience and just friendship. Yes. Okay. When it comes to thinking about mentorship, would you say that you should have different mentors for different things or how do you pick mentors how do you be a mentor you get what I'm saying like how does that make sense okay yeah so that definitely reminds me of a question that 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 I just got asked in therapy um regarding friendship so for me I have different friends um, that I go to for different things there's not one person that I go to for everything right so that's the same for me with mentorship like I have a mentor that I go to about fitness I have a a mentor that I can go to about like fashion or whatever if I want to tap into that I have a mentor that I can go to about like you know professional development um my spiritual healing I have a mentor you know that I just left the sound bath with that I go to for that so I think it is because I wouldn't say that one person has all those gifts. It takes, you know, in that arena too, like for me, it takes a village. Like I have to go to many people in order to get all of my questions answered. 
Yes. Um, I love the fact that you kind of talk about like the separation of it, because I think sometimes that is the feeling that um, a mentor gets lumped in is like being every single thing, uh, which I mean, it's it's not impossible, but I think that it is. It's a lot to think that every mentor is going to be the all the go to for everything. Um, when searching for mentorship, what tips would you give folks? Yeah, so I think one of the big things for me was like looking for someone who aligns with my true self. And for me, when I'm looking for a mentor, or let me let me backtrack. So when I say align with my true self, like I'm not a flashy person, I'm hardworking, um, I'm humble. I like to think I'm humble. I'm mature everybody says like I'm pretty mature for my age um I have good intentions I don't do things for clout or like the praise so when I was searching for those people it was very few like that mentorship pool had a lot of people in it but I could really differentiate the ones who just wanted tags on social media for that praise that they're doing something and I knew the difference between the ones that actually had a passion and a drive to be a mentor, you know, to actually do the service and not just, you know, have their name everywhere, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So like searching for people who make sense for you and the quality and values that you have in your life, that's what's really important. So if you are a person who, you know, you do like the cloud chase, you'd like that type of stuff, then maybe it would make sense to find a mentor that is, you know, values the same thing. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, and to add to that a little bit too, I mean, and for some people who are, you know, the mentor that I was looking for was obviously um, a person in this field, you know? So it doesn't oftentimes like people in the field of like therapy and stuff like that, they do have true passions, but for other people on the flip side, I just thought about like, some people are looking to go into, you know, um, careers that are on TV and on um, in front of everybody and like doing public speaking and stuff like that, which you would need a mentor to align with that, you know, because obviously your face, face is gonna be somewhere. And in order for that mentor to get, you know, uh, you recognize they do have to post your face everywhere and their face has to be everywhere. But in my case, that just wasn't for me. Absolutely. Um, would you say that there's a certain etiquette that a mentor and or mentee should have during a mentorship? Yeah, that's, that's actually something that I was thinking about, you know, just the other day. Um, you know, I've been really big on boundaries. Um, I know that's a really popular word and I hate overusing words, but boundaries in terms of, I have to make sure, like I keep in mind at all times that the people that I go to have their own separate lives. You know, they have families, they have children, they're in marriages, they have a job like outside of being a service to me. So I always try to make sure that I'm not crowding their space and that I'm not doing too much. Like I, I don't hit my mentor up every day. Like I ask for permission before I call. I don't just hit them up because we're all busy. And it's like, 
for me, I don't like the type of friends that even do that to me, like expect me to pick up the phone and be there for me just because I'm, you know, the title of their friend. Like, I feel like that's the etiquette. You have to also set boundaries with the people, you know, who are your mentors because they have separate lives. Like, I don't, I don't think that's, that's okay for me to, as a, you know, as a mentee to just expect them to be there at a, a snap of a finger with no, you know, planning or anything like that. Yeah, absolutely. Would you say that that's ever happened to you where you've had to maybe discuss boundaries with a mentee? Yeah, just yesterday I, had, I was on the phone with someone asking them for their permission, <laughs> someone that happens to be in this um, this Zoom call, um, just trying to make sure that I wasn't overstepping any boundaries. And I, that was that's been on my heart for a while, just trying to make sure like my next step wasn't crowding their space because sometimes mentors don't want to see you everywhere where they're at. Like they don't want to <laughs> like, you know, so I expected that, you know, my mentor to be honest with me and be like, Desi, like, you're doing too much if you're going to be in my workspace too, like, like, you know, and so that was probably like the first time I really had to have a real conversation and be okay with whatever my mentor told me, like, if they were to tell me no, I would have had to respect that and be like, okay, like, you know, they have no bad intentions, but that was no for them. So we dove into the conversation about mentorship, but we didn't really talk about, I mean, we have more things we want to talk about, but we didn't really talk about how to even find a mentor. And I feel like that's important because oftentimes people ask me that. And I'm like, I don't know. Um, so I'm curious your thoughts on how to even find a mentor or how to be a mentee to someone. How do you even get the ball rolling and make that even happen? Yeah, I think... My first ever mentee, you know, I was just in, happened to be in a space like of a school and they were there. Um, and ever since like finding like the other mentors that I have, like, like I mentioned for fitness, for spiritual healing, mental health and all of that, it's kind of like, I just come across them when I go or sometimes it's word of mouth and networking, but most times like it's just me out searching or happen to be in the spaces where I'm just like wow like I need to ask her some questions or them some questions him some questions whatever and I think that's how you find a mentor by being like placing yourself um in the environments where maybe mentors would happen to be you know and also manifesting it like putting out the energy that you want to receive from a mentor. So for me, that means like maybe following pages, seeing what people are doing, like what events are happening next and hopefully just being in that atmosphere, um, running into them, being able to ask them some questions, all of that. So to sum it up, I think it's just being in the environments that you see yourself wanting to grow in and meeting people who, you know, are, who are farther than you, I guess. That's a good point. Okay. Um, so as a mentee, what would you say are the top three things you've learned and are benefit from your mentor? Um, I would say I've learned, you know, the importance of transparency. Um, 
I've learned that like being in this whole mentorship group, I would have never felt the need to be so open about my past and who I am if I didn't see other women doing it too. Like I would have felt so ashamed, so just stuck and just in the dark. Like if I've never heard any other, you know, young women or girls in a group expressing who they are. So I've learned to be transparent because of that. Um, and I've also learned to just, you know, pay it forward as well, because it's just honestly a cycle for me. Like it's a cycle, meaning, you know, a person gave to me and that's how I'm here today, literally sitting in this chair. And, you know, I want my daughter, like my future daughter, my future niece, or, you know, I have a niece, but, you know, you know, those girls younger than me that I may give birth to or be in my family to be able to run into people just the same like I did, you know, and have those opportunities. And I feel like it wouldn't make, it doesn't make sense to receive all these benefits and not pay it forward. Like, it just doesn't make sense for me because it's just like, you are just in it too. I feel like mentorship is, goes both ways. Like, it takes one to give and it takes one to receive and it takes one to, you know, continue the cycle, the learning cycle. Um, and also, I think just, I've learned to set a foundation, like set a foundation of what I want, um, just what I want for myself, um, meaning, like it just really takes you paying attention and listening. Like that's the biggest thing. Like listen, don't be ashamed that you don't know it all at the moment. That was a big thing for me. Like sometimes I was thinking I have to come in a mentor uh, situation, a mentor relationship and already know, like I wanted to impress them. And that's what I, where my mind was at first. Like I wanted this person to know like, yeah, I'm doing this right now, this right now, I'm getting A's and all this I applied here but honestly like you know I'm not really there to impress I'm there to get guidance and that took a lot for me to be okay with not knowing SHIT like I didn't <laughs> so that was a big thing yeah I'm thinking about like if you've had different mentors like of different demographics like different genders different race and if so what has that experience been like for you Um, I think that's been something that I've been trying to grow into, um, for instance, but at this moment, I haven't had any from any different, you know, um, racial backgrounds or sexual identities or anything like that. Um, but I have been trying to challenge myself. The first way that I challenged myself was um, getting a male supervisor for my fieldwork program. And that ended, didn't end up going that well just because they didn't seem that open to receiving the feedback that I had for them and their type of communication style. Like it was a certain tone that I recognized that they were using with me. Like maybe it was their manhood or whatever, but it was just not, we weren't, we weren't compatible because they weren't trying to listen and understand who I was as a, a young woman. So sometimes I just stick to my comfort zone 
and just choose black women and sometimes I have to remind myself like not to shame myself because why not like why not and I have felt a lot of shame that I ended up you know I end up always like picking people in my classes who are you know to pair up with when we're doing assignments I'm like let me just pick the other black girl like stay in my safe zone or whatever and I do feel I get shame for that and I do feel like people are looking at me you know with a side I like she, she picked her on purpose and going back to mentorship I think it's important to just be safe mm-hmm. you know at times but it does doesn't hurt to you know make a leap of faith and do whatever but it's just important to set those make sure they're in alignment in every other aspect I guess yeah have you had a mentor that's not being a black woman um I mean, yeah, I would say, I mean, I worked for the Women's Resource Center. Jessica Nair, when I was there, she was like a mentor to me. She was a white woman. Um, I think if it makes sense, it makes sense. If it doesn't, it doesn't. So like not trying to force it either. So it's like sometimes people just fall into like, because like you said, like working for someone, uh, working with someone, sometimes they'll kind of fall into this mentorship role. And so it's like, I wasn't looking for it. It's just so happy. I'm like, you know, she's, she brings a lot of value to my life and I had some comfort, some pieces of feeling comfort, comfortable with her, regardless of like race. Um, but, you know, I feel like that was a short mentorship, mentorship. So it's not like I, I don't consider them a mentorship now. But when I was there during that time, they served for that purpose. So I do think it just so happens the times I have had people from dem- different demographics, they don't tend to stay as long type of thing. Um so, but comfort, comfortability is, is important. Like you want to be comfortable with your mentor and you can still get pushed out of that comfort zone, even with someone who is like you say, like it could be a black woman. You still have been pushed out of your comfort zone just in different ways. So, but I think whatever makes sense, if it happens type of thing, it happens, but no need to like force it. Yeah. What about you, Myra? I've never had um, a mentor that hasn't been Black. I do have a male mentor who's Black. Um, He's gotten me in some places, so shout out to him. Um, And my other mentor, who's the reason why we even know each other, Dr. Green. Um, So I've only had Black mentors, and I haven't really had an interest in having a mentor that's not Black. Um, I think that I live a Black experience, and so the main things I want to talk about with my mentor are going to be me navigating spaces being a black person so I think that's why I haven't really had a mentor that has been black I feel like maybe later on in life when it like fits and makes sense and I'm looking for something different then maybe I'll be open to it but again going back to comfortability doesn't really make sense for me right now for what I'm looking for that's my really quickly with the with you having the black male um mentor Mm -hmm like destiny like you I've had experiences with black men who that have not been pleasant when it comes to like tone of voice and just like uh communication skills so Myra what has your experience been like with uh, a, 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 a black male um yeah what's that been like for you it's been really good it's been amazing um to say the least I think that maybe because he comes from a different lens um he has a black wife she's from Kenya and she is very much like she's gonna say how she feels and she's very like I don't know how to say I don't want to say strong black woman but she's very much like um 
you're going to treat women a certain way type of thing. And then he only has daughters and he tends to mentor women, even though he also mentors men. So I think because of his background, that's what's helped to cultivate our relationship to be what it was. Like, this is a man who I would always see him on campus helping out different women. I'd be like, who is this man? What is he about? And so I think because of that background that he has, maybe I've had a different experience, but he's my only male mentor that I've ever had. So I love him. He's great. I actually have a, another comment just thinking about it. Also, Myra, like I've had, his name is Dr. Mason. Um, and he was actually my first black male mentor in college. So he was like doing like the EOP program and, um, he put me on to like his wife, like he wanted me to talk to her cause she yeah. does social work. And then she ended up being in the sorority and then that's how I got put onto that. So actually, yeah, I have had him and there was a point where like, you know he welcomed me into his family and we just got close because he was Greek, his wife was Greek and mm -hmm. you know, yeah, so actually I have, and that was, that was a good experience. That was always a good experience. My mentor is Greek too, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Um, so the next question we wanna ask is, what would you say to folks who feel they don't need a mentor? Um, so I would say the first things first is get out of, that mind space that we know everything because we don't like that was a big thing for me like growing up like I wanted to be a know-it-all and I, I had to like kind of tap myself on the shoulder and snatch myself up like how do you know everything if you only 13 14 15 years old like you you think you really know like how a marriage works you think you really know how to apply for college like I didn't even know what FAFSA was I was like is that a song I don't know like you know so <laughs> there was a lot that I had to understand that I did not know and it did not mean that I was less it just mean that I was wanting and open to learn more mm -hmm. and mentorship like I think that's the basis of like someone who feels like they don't need a mentor it's just, you're putting yourself in a situation to learn more from somebody who's where you want to be. It doesn't mean that you're less. It doesn't mean that you have to follow in their exact footsteps. It means that you take from their experience and, you know, apply it to your life, you know, just like a formula and take what you need, leave what you don't. Um, and it also, I would say, it does not mean that you have to, um, you know, be them you know, mm -hmm. kind of tying back to what I was just saying, like, you don't have to be them exactly that they're, you know, prototype or anything. I just, you like what they're doing so far. You like, you know, how they operate and you just want to open yourself up to learn. And then also, I think it goes back into that whole saying of like, fail to plan or plan to fail. And I feel like mentorship is planning, like it's planning to succeed. And without like guidance and mentorship, in my personal case, I would be, I was planning to fail. Like, so. Mm. So I'm curious, because this is a podcast about mental health. So I'm curious about how you welcoming your mentor into the mental health aspect of your life. If you do do that, what are ways you can do that? Um, 
mm-hmm. because like I said, this is a mental health podcast and I feel like mentors can be someone who supports also the mental health part of life. Yeah, so I feel like you can welcome them first by kind of being able to read the space of you and your mentor and seeing if they're even capable of, you know, assisting you in that mental health area, because there's some of my mentors that they don't even know the difference between, no shade, but they just don't even know the difference between like right and left when it comes to mental health. Like, you know, so I can't go to that specific person. So I had to read that arena and understand they're not the person for that. But that kind of also ties into, you know, one of you all's questions about like having different mentors for different things. That's why I specifically have one. And ironically, you know, my mentor for mental health happens to be my mentor for professional development and things of that nature too. So I'm able to open up and be transparent and let them in. Um, And maybe they don't know how to listen and, you know, really listen in that mental health space and, you know, use the terms that we need and tell you about your attachment styles and all of that. But maybe they're, they just know somebody who knows somebody who knows a therapist. That's dope. And, you know, that's, that's also good. Like they don't need to maybe be a, a mental health expert, but maybe they can network for you and see who has that resource so you can open up about your mental health stuff. That's a good point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so at the end of our episodes, we always do a takeaway for our listeners. This could be anything, anything that, sh- that comes up for you that you want our listeners to know. So what would you say a takeaway would be? I would say my takeaway is to all in all, just be open to learn. Be open to learn and open to listen. Um, because we're ever growing only if you, you allow yourself to grow and it takes an open ear, an open heart, an open mind to receive the information that you need. Um, so just being open-minded. Absolutely. That is a great thing. Well, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Anika. No, I was pretty much saying the same thing. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. I think that um, this is a really good episode and I'm hoping that it's helpful to our listeners. Yeah, thank you both too. Thank you for the opportunity to kind of reflect on my own mentorship experiences and give praises to those in this room. Um, So thank you both. (laughs) Of course. So yeah, this episode, like mentorship, I mean, I feel like, I don't know why we haven't had more episodes about mentorship or even just, I mean, Myra, like Myra, (laughs) Myra's whole being has been about like helping others and helping people through pretty much mentorship. And so I'm surprised we haven't talked about this more, but I'm really glad that Destiny was able to join us and give us a little bit more perspective. Um, I'm also thinking of like my own perspective of like just growing up, I felt like that I did not have mentors. Um, and I always wonder like why, but I think 
like what Destiny was saying, I wasn't really putting myself in the spaces to have mentorships. And also, I don't feel like I was as open to it as well. So I think mm-hmm. like being able to go up and introduce yourself to people, um, those types of things, I really wasn't doing. I just kind of would just do stuff myself. And it's not that I even wanted to, it just turned out that way. But I'm so grateful to really understand the importance of mentorship and actually seek them out just because it just makes you feel a lot more like supported and when you feel supported you don't feel as like this pressure the press it's not as much pressure to like know and produce everything it's like no I can call this person somebody's gonna help me and and so that's been my personal experience what about you Myra um personal experience so I have a lot of experience with mentorship but I think it goes back to high school though I mean Destiny didn't really tell the story about how I became her mentor but the high school that we went to if you were a senior you had to have a freshman which basically meant you had to mentor a freshman and so that's how we became connected and that was oh my gosh that was 10 years ago and so we've just always said connected like that and so I think that that exposure to mentorship kind of set the stage for, you know, how mentorship looked for the rest of my life. Because if that didn't happen, I mean, I had a mentor too, but I didn't keep in contact with her. But I think that kind of set the foundation of what mentorship looked like. So if I didn't go to that school, who knows what it would look like for me. I probably wouldn't have a mentor because I wouldn't know what that really was. I know. So thankful uh, for that. Yeah, really quick, because I mean, I do want to talk about Film Scholar a little bit. Just like, how did that translate to Film Scholar? Um, so in high school, I had a teacher, Miss Araya, and Miss Araya was from Inglewood, and she just really wanted to be a teacher in Inglewood. Now she's principal of the school, which is crazy to think about. I even watched her say to go get her doctorate. But anyway, Miss Araya was a teacher. She was my 10th and 12th grade teacher, also was the um, president of a club, and she was like the teacher that was in charge of it. And so she set aside time to help me all the time. And so from that, I felt really inspired to go ahead and create Film Scholar because of it's all based off of how she was with me. So I think that she kind of set the stage for that in um, combination with my school, making us have this mentor-mentee relationship. So yeah, Miss Araya is the main person that recruits all the girls. So I don't really go into schools and recruit people. Miss Araya just sends them to me. And I've had this relationship with this lady for... 14, 15 years now. Wow. Um, like I said, she's principal of the school now, which is like wild to think. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If you haven't, if you don't know about Film Scholar, please follow Film Scholar. Um, I think that, I mean, really, y'all have built like these beautiful networks of like mentorship through like the school mm-hmm. level, through like professional levels. Like Film Scholar is dope. But So we hope y'all enjoyed today's episode and we will see y'all next week. So y'all, we have to shout out our friends over at Fiverr. We are officially a Fiverr affiliate and I love Fiverr because you can literally go to them for any type of project you might want to work on, whether it be if you need a new logo, you need help with the resume, you need help with social media, they help you over there. So go ahead and check out our friends over at Fiverr. That's 5-E-R-R. So 5 with two R's at the end. So go ahead and check them out with the link in our bio and tell them that we sent you.